Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with This Guy, episode 47. The last two episodes were grammar-heavy. They were heavy on the grammar. And this one is going to be more historical. It's going to be more about history. And as I say in the main segment which comes from the YouTube channel. It's one of my favorite subjects to study. U.S. presidents. Don't ask me why. I don't exactly know how it happened. I explain in the main segment maybe why I think it happened. But we start off with the first five American presidents, and they're big ones. You have George Washington, who I think I've mentioned in two previous podcasts, I believe so, one about President's Day, maybe one about something else, how we pick a president, I think, so I don't spend as much time on George Washington, I seriously could make an entire podcast about him, maybe an entire podcast series, not just an episode, he's very famous in the United States. But I also talk about a few others who may not be so famous. We have John Adams, the second president. Thomas Jefferson, who I have mentioned in the podcast about Sacagawea. And then we have James Madison, James Monroe. So they are definitely what we call founding fathers. And I also go into that in the main segment. So, I hope you all are well. The top three countries who listen to this podcast just also happen to be maybe the three most affected places for the coronavirus on the planet right now. And that is the U.S., Italy, and Iran. I know Spain is coming up very quickly, too. But uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast from, I hope you are healthy. I hope your family is healthy. I hope you are allowed to stay at home if your job allows it. And I hope you have a lot of extra time to study English. That might be the one good thing from this whole quarantine coronavirus thing, and that is that we all get to study our languages a little more. I know I've been able to study Italian a bit more. I know I've been able to make a bit more content on the YouTube channel and here on the podcast. So that is going to do it for this segment. I try, will try to put up maybe another podcast today. And I just finished a two-part unit, I guess, on the YouTube channel about a famous writer named Mark Twain. So I could probably put that up here shortly, maybe by the end of the day. But once again, thank you so much wherever you are listening from. 
believe it's 104 or five countries now. Gambia, thank you. I believe a new country I haven't mentioned on this podcast. So thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to another video. Today, we're gonna forget about the grammar side of this channel, and we'll focus more on the history side of the channel. And I have had some requests for that. Seems as if there are two types of viewers, those who really like the grammar stuff, and those who prefer more of the American culture, American history kind of stuff. So today, will be all about American history. And it is one of my favorite topics of all time. I'm gonna do a series on the American presidents. Today we'll cover the first five. They're big, the first five, they're all big ones. They're all considered part of the founding fathers, which is what we call in this country, you know, it was all men back then, all white men back then. But the people who like started this country, came up with the rules, came up with the way we were to run this country for the next 200 years or so. I'm not sure why, but since I was about six, the American presidents have been one of my favorite topics to study. When I was six, my grandfather went to a restaurant and he brought me back, uh, it's like a table mat, They put it on the table to serve your food and when another customer leaves, they switch it out and give you another one. For whatever reason, this one had all of the American presidents. And at the time, I think we stopped with maybe Ronald Reagan or even Jimmy Carter, which I will cover in a future episode. But since then, I, I memorized the presidents. I've studied the presidents. I don't know why. Just kind of been an obsession with me over the years. I've read several books on presidents. It's it's crazy. So let's get right into it with our first president, maybe our most famous president, George Washington. I have talked about him in previous videos when I did something on President's Day, United States, but he is on our $1 bill. He served from 1789 until 1797, first, of course. And he is the only president who was elected unanimously. Unanimously, it's a big word. So unanimously, every vote in both elections that George Washington participated in went to him. Now we don't directly elect our presidents. We have something called the Electoral College. If anybody would like me to go into more detail on that, I can. It's rather complicated, but basically every state gets a number of votes. My state, small state, Maine, we get four votes. 
but the electoral college, whoever wins the state will get those votes, except my state. We do it a little bit differently. But every single vote in the electoral college went to George Washington both times he ran for president. That is unlikely to happen ever again. I won't say that it will never happen again because what's going on in this world, I almost said country, it's all over the world, the coronavirus, I thought that could never be possible in modern era, but who knows? So as of yet, in the 200 and nearly 50 years of this country, no president has ever been elected unanimously since George Washington. Like I said, who did it twice, both times he ran. Another incredible thing about George Washington, there are many, I could do a whole video on George Washington, but he decided to run twice and only twice and he gave up his power, which was a huge thing in the world at the time. A world that was used to kings passing down their power to their sons or their daughters. This is one of the first times when an official, head of the country, said, I'm done. And so every president since George Washington until Franklin Roosevelt, talk about him later, but 150 years stopped. When they reached their two terms, which in the United States, as president, you can run twice. You can run for president twice, and each term you are elected to is four years. So you can serve a total of eight years. Eight. Eight years. Eight years. Every president up until Franklin Roosevelt said, all right, I'm done. If they were elected to two terms because George Washington did it, they got out of it. Now, Franklin Roosevelt was in a unique position. He served during the Great Depression and World War II. So he decided to stick with being president. He would eventually die in office after being elected to four terms. He served three full terms. George Washington was from Virginia, something that is going to be a kind of theme for this video because of the five presidents that I will talk about today, four of them were from Virginia. So of our first five presidents, four were from Virginia. The other one was from Massachusetts. We'll talk about him. He's a little different. George Washington is also on a very important coin, which is our quarter. I could talk all day about George Washington. I personally think he was our best president, but there was a lot of debate about that. You sometimes hear Abraham Lincoln, sometimes hear Franklin Roosevelt, both great presidents, but I'm gonna go with George Washington. But let's move on from George Washington for now. And if you want me to make a, another video totally dedicated to George Washington, I can do that. Let's move on to John Adams, our second president. He was our first vice president. He was vice president for George Washington. So he was like second in command. If anything happened to George Washington, John Adams would have become president. But he is elected in 1797 on his own. 
and he will serve only four years. He will not be reelected. His vice president, our third president, Thomas Jefferson, will become president after him. So John Adams from Massachusetts. Again, the other four presidents I talk about today will be from Virginia. He's also the only president of these first five to serve for only four years. He only served one term. And spoiler alert, in the next video, when I talk about the sixth president, his son, John Quincy Adams, will also become president. John Adams rose to fame first after the Boston Massacre because he was a lawyer in those proceedings. And if anybody would like me to talk more about the Boston Massacre, leave a comment. I can do a video on the Boston Massacre. Might be kind of interesting. While his job as president wasn't so successful, he is a very important founding father. So important that HBO did a miniseries on John Adams maybe 10 years ago. So he is a big name in the founding fathers, but as president, eh, he didn't do so much. John Adams left behind a lot of diary entries and letters to his wife, Abigail Adams. Many kids in American schools will read portions of the letters that he sent to his wife and letters that his wife sent to him. It's kind of um, an interesting part of history where you get to know what everyday people were thinking about during that time. And the last thing about John Adams is that he is the only president of these first five who did not own slaves. So at this time, most of the states in the North were free states, more or less. Some slaves did live in the North, but for the most part, they were called free states. And states in the Southern United States were more likely to be slave states. Number three is Thomas Jefferson from Virginia, slave owner, but he would serve from 1801 until 1809. So he also served eight years. He served two terms. He was John Adams vice president. And the way it worked back then is whoever got the most votes from the electoral college became president. Whoever got the second most became vice president. That would later change. A constitution um, amendment would change that and make it law that we could no longer do that because what happened was the vice president and president were often from opposite parties. They often were rivals, at least politically. And sometimes they actually hated each other, which happened to John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. They were close when they were younger. They took certain political trips to Europe together. But as they grew older, they had different visions for the country. Thomas Jefferson wanted a very small federal government. He didn't want the federal government in the capital, Washington DC, to get too much in the way. He wanted each individual state to be more powerful and to have more say in how they wanted to run the country. John Adams felt differently. John Adams wanted the president to be a much stronger figure. But even though the two of them hated each other, 
They both died on the same exact day, July 4th, 1826, which just also happens to be the birthday of the United States, July 4th. We celebrate the 4th of July as America's birthday, set off fireworks, all that stuff. I plan on making a video about American holidays, and I will certainly talk more about the 4th of July then. Thomas Jefferson is also on our $2 bill. It's actually a really rare bill. You don't see it that often. You can go to the bank and request some $2 bills, but they're not often in circulation. They don't get passed around that much. They're usually a special kind of bill. Maybe people will give them for Christmas to little kids. You know, it's just kind of a rare thing. But he is on the $2 bill. He is also famous for being the author of the Declaration of Independence. He wrote the Declaration of Independence. Declaration, declaring ourselves independent or free from British rule. So basically how it went was a bunch of people got together and said, we want to break away from England because this part of North America was ruled by Great Britain. And the colonists thought we're not being treated fairly. We are being taxed, but we don't have any say in parliament. So let's declare ourselves independent. And Thomas Jefferson, this is before the United States became a country. This is when the United States or the colonists said, we are no longer ruled by you. And they sent this letter to the King of England at the time, who was King George III. And King George said, okay, cool. No, he didn't. In fact, England said, no, 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 not so fast. And they came over and we had this little thing called the Revolutionary War, where the United States eventually kicked England's butt. England had to go back home and we became a free country. We will talk about the War of 1812 when we get to the uh, president, that actually the next president, James Madison, because England was like, no, actually you're still part of us. I know you think you're not, but you still are. So the United States had to fight a second war of independence. And that is what we call the War of 1812. And that, I have mentioned this when I did the series on the US states and when I did the Maryland one, because it was during the War of 1812 that our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, was written by Francis Scott Key during the War of 1812. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We'll talk more about the War of 1812 when we get to the next president, James Madison. But we're still on Thomas Jefferson. The final thing about Thomas Jefferson is that, and I have already talked about this in the Sacagawea video, so if you haven't seen that, check that one out, but he purchased this large piece of land, it's actually called the Louisiana Purchase, which doubled the size of the United States. And he purchased that from Napoleon in 1803. James Madison, our fourth president, he serves from 1809 to 1817, also from Virginia. He's our smallest president so far. Smallest president. He's 
five foot four, which since this is an American channel, I am gonna have to uh, ask you to convert that to centimeters, but he's five foot four and he weighed 100 pounds. So a very small guy, but he's also very famous founding father because he wrote most of our constitution, which is what makes our country what it is today. The Constitution is our major, major laws that no matter what state you are in, they cannot be broken. These are like the fundamental reasons we feel we are Americans. This is what makes us Americans. You may have heard of the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is part of the Constitution. Some major things are in that. For example, the Second Amendment. It's the right to bear arms, the right to bear arms. Every American is able to own a gun. Now, if you get in trouble with the law, you know, some of those rights can be taken away. But at the base, Americans, many of us believe that we should always be able to carry guns. That's a, the second amendment of the constitution. It's a big one. The first one's really big too. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but Americans, you may have seen around the world. Um, some of the stories that are most famous for the United States are Americans getting guns, going to gun stores right now, because of the coronavirus, I've seen some of my friends that don't live in this country are asking, is that true? Are you guys all buying up guns? Oh. Not, not really. And I could do a video on that too, guns in the United States. But a lot of people feel it is their right to own a gun, to defend their house, and even possibly to defend themselves if the government decides to turn on its people. So Americans in general are well-armed. A lot of us do have, I actually don't own any guns. Eh, I can talk about that. But, you know, the government, if they decide to turn on it, I mean, they have tanks, they have airplanes. We probably wouldn't be much match for them, but a lot of Americans believe that they need to defend their house. <clears throat> and there are a lot of Americans that don't believe and want stricter gun laws. So it's not like every American believes wholeheartedly that guns are the answer, but there is a large percentage that do. The First Amendment, some huge things in that. For instance, freedom of the press, we call it. Freedom of the press. The right that newspaper or media companies have the right to print or publish anything that is true. Even though the government may not want that to be published, the newspapers, the television networks, have every right to produce it, even if it makes the country look bad. Now, if newspapers print stories about classified information, they can get in trouble. Classified information would be like battle plans. If the US was at war with another country and the paper produced what the military was going to do, they can't produce everything, but as long as it won't hurt our country as a whole. Like if they want to talk about how awful President Trump is, that's their right. They can produce that. Now it has to be backed up by fact, unless 
they can actually write an opinion piece, but that too should be backed up by fact. But United States citizens have the right to free speech. We can say whatever we want, as long as it's true, and we can also publish anything we want. That's a very basic right that we as Americans feel we have. And it was James Madison who wrote the majority of the Constitution. The final thing about James Madison is that he was president during the War of 1812 when England decided to come back and say, oh, not so fast, you are still part of England, you are still our colonies. England, in fact, attacked the White House, set it on fire. And there's a famous story of Dolly Madison, James Madison's wife, as the White House was burning, as the troops were closing in on the White House, she stopped to grab a portrait of George Washington, saved it from the fire. And before we get to our last president, I just gotta mention, if you like anything in this video, if you're still watching, please give me a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do that. And of course, if you have any questions, suggestions, mention that in the comments box. I respond to everybody. This channel's not that big. I can still respond to everybody. And I'm just sitting around in my house. I mean, I'm teaching, but I have a lot of extra time on my hands. So love to hear from you guys. And I do hear from a lot of you, so thank you. Last one, James Monroe. He was our fifth president, of course, because I'm going in order. And he served from 1817 until 1825. So 200 years ago, he was our president. And the state that I live in, Maine, actually came into the union under President Monroe's terms. And uh, Missouri, which if you're watching the Mark Twain stuff that I'm doing on this channel, Missouri came in as a slave state, 1820, so 200 years ago, during Monroe's term, Maine came in as a free state, Missouri came in as a slave state, and that was done to try to keep the balance between slave states and free states in the United States, but it would be about 40 years later that that balance would totally be wrecked and the American Civil War would be fought over, you know, some other reasons, but the majority of it was over slavery, American Civil War. Monroe's presidency was pretty calm. There were no wars. There were no real major money problems. So I guess the one thing I will talk about with James Monroe is that he created this thing called the Monroe Doctrine. The Monroe Doctrine, which was a statement to other countries around the world but specifically for European countries. And that basically said, North America, South America, stay out. Don't try to colonize any more territory in North or South America, it's ours. We are going to control this part of the world. You guys worry about the other parts. Stay out of this region. And it's unlikely that if England or Spain or France who was very powerful at the time, if they really wanted to challenge the United States, we were not the superpower that you know today 
That wouldn't happen really until after World War II, which was about 1945. So the U.S. at the time of Monroe was still a country that didn't have a great military. So I'm not sure if he could have backed that statement up, but for whatever reason, it actually worked. The European countries didn't try to colonize anywhere in North or South America after the Monroe Doctrine. And the final thing I would like to mention about Monroe, which isn't really about Monroe, but it's, it's kind of a weird part of American history. There was a little country in Africa called Liberia, and its capital is Monrovia, named after James Monroe. And that little country was set up originally for former slaves, if they wanted to, they could have a place to go back to Africa. And this little country called Liberia, it's still around today, but that didn't really take off. Not many former slaves had the desire to go back, nor did they have the money to go back. So by the end of it, very few former slaves actually made the trip back to Liberia, but um, if you look at the flag, it looks a lot like the United States flag. It has one uh, star and it has red and white stripes. So that's gonna do it for today. Hopefully you are more knowledgeable now about the first five presidents of the United States. I'm sorry I didn't do a grammar video today, but I know some people, they don't mind that. So. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next time.